Well, thank you for praying with me. Uh, it is a delight to be here with you. I'm just so honored to uh, spend this time interceding on your behalf and praying with you. And if you are on hold, I'll do my best to get you on there. I'll try. Uh, Maggie will be, of course, taking your intentions on our Twitter page, and you can always follow us there. And I encourage you to do that. You can follow me at Drew Mariani. You can follow the show at Drew Mariani Show. Leave your petitions there. And of course, you can email us as well. And we're praying for you, not just here during the chapel, but uh, in our chapel, the nativity and, and across the network. So that's one of the ways we can say, hey, we care about you. We love you. And we're grateful to be here with you. I, you know what I want to pray for today? I got a couple of things. I want to pray for priests, as we just talked about. It was on this day that Faustina in 1936 wrote in her diary about an encounter she had when she began to pray for priests. And she never suffered so much. And I think we need to remember and appreciate and give thanks to God for the gift of the priesthood and what it means to you and I and to our own spiritual life. But I want to pray for a priest who became a bishop and cardinal and ultimately rose to be called by God to be Pope, and that's Pope Francis. Why well, pray for him today? It's his 85th birthday. It is his 85th birthday. So let's Let's pray for him. Uh, he is a pope that, of course, suffers uh, in many ways, not just as the shepherd of the universal church. He suffers from sciatica and, of course, a whole lot of other things. Um, he is, of course, uh, aging now at 85. It's It's got to be a very harrowing task, uh, the duties and demands of, uh, of the papacy. Uh, but turn to 85 today. I don't know if you remember his first birthday as Pontiff in, in 2013. He celebrated an early morning mass, and afterwards he greeted four homeless men and women who lived in the Vatican area. Following year, um, you know, he normally holds a weekly audience on Wednesday. That happened to fall on a Wednesday. Um, and without, you know, a whole lot of fanfare, um, he the general audience was held in St. Peter's Square. He went on, not a whole lot of, you know, fanfare, but... Uh, he did stop to blow out candles on a cake. Some some seminarians brought to him. A couple years later, he kicked off his 80th by having breakfast with a group of homeless men and women. And they threw a pizza party for him uh, in 2017, 2018. He had uh, a celebration with some children. So uh, he never lets his birthday get away, get in the way of regular business. You know, 2019, 2020, they, they passed uh, in an uneventful way because of COVID. Uh, except for a donation of four ventilators to the Children's Hospital. And, uh, of course, uh, today uh, we can join him in spirit, and let's do that. Let's pray for him. Let's pray for our church. Let's pray for our bishops and our cardinals, and let's pray in particular uh, for our priests. I'm joined today by my colleague, Nick. Nick, good to pray with you today. Good afternoon. Thanks, Drew. Happy to be here. Anything you want to pray for as we uh, kick off the chaplet? Absolutely. I'd love to pray for the peace and healing of all of my family and loved ones, and also all those who are homeless out in the cold uh, as, as the weather gets a lot colder during this holiday season. It's such a great prayer. Thank you for doing that, Nick. I know somebody who is uh, unfortunately uh, choosing you know, to, to live that lifestyle, and I want to pray for that individual uh, and for all those who are on streets uh, due to finances, uh, due to addiction, due to mental illness, due to whatever the cause may be, that God will be merciful and protective of them. And uh, just ask for, uh, Lord, you to, to heal uh, all those who will be joining us now. So let's pray. Uh, a lot of it. Oh, you know what I pray for, too? There's a, a man named um, Jacob, and uh, a friend of mine asked me to pray for his dad, Victor. And uh, Jacob, I, I spoke to you a little bit earlier today. I'm praying for you, and I am also praying uh, for your father. So we're going to lift up his father and pray in a special way for uh, 
God's grace to, to reach him. I won't go into more detail than that because I'm not sure if he wants anything else said. But uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. Oh, font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll take some calls from around the country. Before we do, um, I want to pray for those who are uh, in ministry too. Um, and I know of a particular intention. I'll ask you to pray for this as well. That will bear a lot of really good fruit. It will touch souls in a profound way. And I just ask you for protection over it. Uh, if you could pray for that intention, mine will be great. You know, if St. Faustina wrote in her diary, she said, I know well that the greater and the more beautiful the work is, the more terrible will be the storms that rage against it. Satan is clever. He wants to impede the works of God. So let's just pray for divine protection against the wickedness, the snares, the treachery of the evil one. Darlene in Minnesota, good afternoon. Thanks for calling in today. Yes, hello. Hi, Darlene. I want to pray for the strength and healing of my depression and anxiety. Okay. I'd be glad to do that. All right. Thank you. You got it, Darlene. Let's just lift up Darlene right now. Um, Lord, I, I bring to you in a special way. I gather these souls. I bring them to the foot of your cross. All those who are struggling with the crippling nature of anxiety. I pray for those with social anxiety. I pray for those who are depressed, who don't see hope or light, uh, who don't see a way out of their current situation, who are with anxiety and fear. And I just ask, Lord, by your precious blood, the blood that flowed from your sacred wounds, that you wash over these souls and you bring healing to the deepest wounds in their psyche and in their heart, those areas that need restoration. Give you these souls as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, next call comes from Nina, Wisconsin. Hey, Jordan, good afternoon. Hello, Mr. Mariani. Hey, call me. My. <laughs> All right, I was, I was just raised on a ranch. I have old world manners. Anyway, I love it. My family and I are all at home um, with with COVID and oh, no. probably Delta, and we're doing all right. But some possible little signs of complications popped up, but then went away. Long story short, just uh, my wife, myself, and my eight year old daughter that we can uh, be rid of this, and and all people who suffer from this this awfulness. Well, I'm glad you got through, Jordan. Let's pray. We'll pray for your family, in particular, for protection and prompt, complete healing. And I, I believe the Lord's going to hear these prayers. I do. A lot of people will be praying. And I'm glad you brought this intention forward because, uh, and we'll be talking about COVID coming up in the next hour, in particular Omicron, Omicron because uh, right now I had heard one report, the Biden administration is indicating that 15,000 people will die a month from, from COVID-19, from the Omicron variant. Uh, and Delta in the uh, in the coming months. Um, I pray to God that's not accurate and not true, but I want to pray for protection over you, for your family, for a bolstering of your antibodies, for those T-cells. We'll just ask God to really restore you and your family to complete health. And Lord, I extend that. I bring to you Jordan and his wonderful family. And I bring to anyone who's in the fight for their life now, those on ventilators and ICUs, I pray for those first responders and those uh, physicians and nurses and those who will be taking care of others. And I pray for those with comorbidities, with immune compromised symptoms, systems. And I just pray for protection, Lord, that we can get COVID behind us so we can move on. Lord, let this end up in our rear view. And we just pray for protection over this country from degeneration, disaster, disease, from war. Be merciful to us as we pray, eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. If you have put your petitions either via email or uh, on our Twitter page, I want to share some of those. Maggie's going to be joining us in a second. Before I go to Maggie, let me just bring Angie in very quickly. She's listening to us in California. Angie, I'm grateful for your call as well. Good afternoon. 
Um, hi, Drew. Thank you for taking okay. my call. My prayer requests are for my Aunt Rebecca, who is hospitalized with pneumonia and other serious complications, and the doctors are not very optimistic. I'm asking yeah. for complete healing for her and also to give her children strength to endure this um, for peace and health for the whole world and our family especially and for all our priests and especially our Pope on his 85th birthday. Amen. And thank you and God Amen. bless you. God bless you. Great prayers. Thank you, Angie. We're going to lift up your aunt who is in the hospital and all those intentions you voiced. And we're going to unite them to the intentions that are now coming in. Maggie, who can we pray for? What's coming in? We got a message earlier today, Drew, from uh, Stephanie. She says, please pray for my brother, Michael, uh, who's very sick with COVID. Uh, He's a seminarian, and I just pray that he gets the right treatment. So um, let's pray for Michael. And then on Twitter, uh, we got a message from Lauren. She says, hey, Drew and Maggie, thanks so much for leading this prayer. I'm desperate for a prayer for my grandmother. My grandfather passed away last week on the Immaculate Conception, and today would have been their 66th wedding anniversary. Wow. Um, Yeah, really sweet. A lot of years. Yeah. Uh, John wrote to us, and he says, "Um, pray that I'm able to expand the message behind my creative work. Um, and then we got an anonymous tweet um, for Kristen and family as they face uh, their dad's aging challenges. Um, and then one more from Daisy. She said, uh, please pray for health issues I'm currently having. Doctors don't know what it is, and it's creating anxiety for me. Um, actually, you know what? Let me sneak in one more from Annalisa. She says, I'm sure. asking for prayers that my test results come back clear. So. Let's, let's lift up all of those people up in prayer. Right, we'll lift that up. I, I want to share a, a Thanksgiving prayer from Dr. Tabali. We'll do that in the next decade. But right now, Lord, we give to you all of these intentions. Everyone united to me, wherever they are, anyone who's written, anyone who's posted. And we just beg your mercy. We trust in your mercy as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world, For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Uh, Dr. Dabali, who's our infectious disease doc, we often refer to him and his expertise when it comes to COVID. He sent a text and he asked me to thank you and all of uh, our listeners for prayers. I know we brought some intentions for him in the past and he's a good and he is a generous man and um, I I have a tremendous respect for Dr. Dabali. He says, I just want to pray in Thanksgiving for a very good contract that he's signing with a hospital. It's a seven minute drive from his home where he can go to adoration. He's going to be the exclusive infectious disease doc for the hospital while still remaining independent. So uh, I want to thank God for that contract. He says, uh, just signed it a few minutes ago. It's going to go in fact in January. 
Well, Bob, congratulations. I am grateful for that. And I know you. I know your giving heart. I know how much you've given to Relevant in terms of your time and how generous you are to so many souls behind the scenes. God can never be outdone. And I'm so glad. This man, by the way, is creating a shrine uh, for mothers who have aborted their children or have had lost child through miscarriage. And I'll tell you, this spiritual attack he's been under has been crazy. He could write a book. and I told him he should. It's been unbelievable. So to see God reward him like that, I'm so grateful. I also just want to pray for anyone who is going through contract negotiations right now, that there be a spirit of equity and fairness and, and justice in all that, and that all parties can be safeguarded and it can be for the, the betterment and, and for the protection of both involved. There, there can be fairness in that. David in Albuquerque, New Mexico, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you, Ms. Mariani. Um, we had a colleague at work on Wednesday had a massive heart attack. They found him, and right now he's in life support. It doesn't look good, but um, so I'd like to reach out for some, some prayers for him and also for my brother-in-law who's fallen away from the church and our family and also for my wife who has, uh, has having some blood work done that, she, uh, that everything comes out uh, positive. <clears throat> Well, we're going to pray, but David, thank you. I want to pray for you and for all your intentions. I know you only voiced three of those, but I want to pray for your wife and how concerned I would be. Lord, we pray for that blood work right now and anyone who's waiting test results, anyone waiting those scan results, anyone waiting that blood work. I just ask that you intervene now so there'd be good news for those now seeking it in particular for, for David. Um, I do want to pray for those away from the faith, especially our own family members, Lord. Give them the grace of conversion so they may know how much you love them and how good it is to be in union and relationship with you. And I pray finally for this coworker who had a massive heart attack. And Lord, you are the divine physician. I bring this soul to you in this critical hour. And I just ask, uh, your will be done first and foremost. But if it be, for the greater glory of this prayer and, and your sacrifice. And we ask for healing and complete turnaround as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Our next call comes from Mary. She's listening in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, Mary. Thanks for praying with us. Hi. Thank you for taking us all together in prayer at this time. Um, my mother-in-law, Sheila, is dying from COVID. Looks oh, like no. she may die tomorrow. And my grandmother, Mary, is also dying. I'm sorry. I am sorry to hear that, Mary. Um, we're going to pray for you right now. Okay, I'm going to lift you up. And I'm holding in my hands right now a first-class relic of St. Faustina. And I want to ask her special intercession 
for your mother-in-law and for uh, all those that are now approaching the hour of death, that God will be merciful to them. Uh, Lord, I just, I know how powerful this prayer is. It was a gift uh, to us in this time, especially for the dying. And I know you'll come not as a just judge, but as a merciful savior. And I know that graces flow for the souls that we pray for through this prayer. And I know they need it in these final hours. And I just, uh, I ask that your mercy and love envelop these souls and in particular uh, their family members who suffer in their own way. Let me sneak Christina in very quickly here too because I think there's a critical situation and needs some prayer. She's listening in Phoenix, Arizona. Christina, good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Um, I'm so Hi. glad I could get through today. Thank you for that. My prayer intention is for a family member of mine that uh, was involved in a head-on car collision yesterday. Um, her name is Samantha. She's a very young, <clears throat> lovely young lady. And um, she's, I believe she's in a coma right now. Um, I haven't heard any updates, but um, we're all as a big family praying for her and would love it if um, you can pray for her as well. No, you got it. Uh, thank you, Christine. I'm glad you got through too. And knew it was an urgent intention. Family member was in a head-on collision, now in ICU, now in a coma. Lord, I get, look, we don't know the day or the hour you're going to call us home. We don't understand tragedy when it befalls us or accidents. I pray for divine protection over all who are united with me now from accident, from violence, from tragedy. Uh, Lord, I do pray for healing and for miracles, for cures, for the vanquishing of cancer, for the awakening from comas, for the restoration of the body, the mind, and the soul. I give to you our heart and our deepest intentions. You know what they are. We pray your will be done in our lives. Just entrust you those intentions most dear to us as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Is that it, Nick, or do I have one more? One more? We'll do one more. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. I'm praying my chaplet on rosary beads that were my father's, and um, a bunch of the beads are missing. So, so sometimes I lose track, but, you know, they're kind of sentimental. So, uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you and we pray. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please. Look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments, we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence, submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. 
Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escrivá. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. Saint Maximilian Kolbe. Pray for us. Father Delp. Pray for us. Uh, Father Capadano. Pray for us. Who was the other priest I talked about? The, the priest on uh, the Titanic, I'm zoning. Pray for us. All pray you for priests us. who have gone before us, all you angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It's been a long week, Nick. Hey, thank you for praying with me. I always enjoy it. I'm grateful for you being here. All right, when we return, we'll talk more. In fact, um, you want to join me anytime. Here's the numbers, 888 I do want to ask you to do me one small favor if you could. I feel very, uh, I, I, it's hard for me to describe it, but I feel the palpability. I feel the tangibility. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit when I pray this prayer in the studio with me sometimes. And I know God is hearing your prayers. And I know things are now in motion and they're going to work out for the good. And I know there are miracles that are looming in your future. As those miracles take place, uh, just write back to me. I, I'm really bad at, at thanking God all the time. I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll answer my prayer. I'll, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is wonderful. And I'll thank him and then I'm on to something else, right? Uh, if I spend as much time thanking God for as much time I ask him for things, that would probably be very pleasing to him. If you could just take a minute and jot down your answered prayer and just put in the byline in the memo field answered prayer and send me a couple sentences, a couple paragraphs, whatever you want. Share your story. They edify me. They give glory to God. They are a testament to the power of this prayer. And so often things happen in our lives and we remember and then soon we forget. So uh, do that if you could. I'd appreciate it. It's a great way to glorify God's mercy. Of course, you feel free to send us your intentions on our Twitter page at Drew Mariana Show or here in the inbox. And um, we'll be praying for you. Okay. And please pray for us. I, I've got a special intention this week I've been praying for. And if you could just join me in it, I'd be grateful. Maybe an extra Hail Mary for me. I'd, I'd love that. I'd be most grateful. All right. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, I don't know how you're doing financially or whether you're worried about where we are. And the key inflation measure rose about, uh, well, it rose to a 39-year high, four decades, right? Isn't that crazy? I want to take a look at that when we come back and why you shouldn't fear. And if you're worried about COVID, uh, I'll give you the latest on on the Omicron virus. Um, it is spreading rapidly in the U.S. right now. CDC is is issuing a winter warning. And uh, we'll talk about what this means. Um, Can we stop the spread of COVID? It's a major question. I'll dive into that more. It's all straight ahead. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. This is the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bride of wine. Christmas Day. Yeah, classic, huh? I don't know, there's something about those um, those Christmas classics. I don't know, maybe because you were a kid when they were, 
know, maybe you you grew up on them. Maybe they're part of your life. I don't know. I, I just there's something about them. They seem timeless. Seem to survive the decades, don't they? It's a great season. Christmas is one of my favorite times of of a year. There's something special about it. In fact, next week I'll share with you a couple great miracles that took place to my family during Christmas. I believe in Christmas miracles. Um, I've seen several of those, and I think you'll appreciate them too. Uh, we need to pray for our country, though, and I don't know what it's like for Christmas for you. Um, you know, when I was going through a difficult time in my life years ago, um, I, I had a very successful career, which I, I had done pretty well in a couple homes and cars, and you know, I was doing well. I was traveling. I was doing documentary work, and and I've shared this a million times. You know, I've often told you how God has stripped me of all that because. God wanted me here with you. He wanted me to be a broadcaster. And this is the last thing in the world I ever wanted to do. I had no respect for, for radio. I really, I thought the future was television, right? I loved what I was doing. Uh, and yet I've come to fall in love with this form because you and I could be in a relationship. We can truly talk, share our hearts, dive into issues far deeper than any soundbite, any, you know, 90 second piece or one hour doc, you know, it doesn't matter. And it's beautiful. I remember, though, I, I was kind of hard-headed. You know, I thought what I was doing was God's will in my life. And he eventually stripped everything away from me. Uh, and to lose everything financially is really hard. Um, and I remember not even knowing how I was going to provide Christmas for my family. Um, and you might be in that situation today, you know, where you're out of work. Maybe it's your restaurant or your business that has been suffering because of COVID. Uh, you know, just maybe you're drowning in debt right now because of the pandemic or things have gotten out of control. You know, I don't know. It could be health, it could be relationship. Um, you know, God's there. God, God will get you through it. I want you to know that. I, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in, in, in the country right now, especially with inflation. It's not always happy news. But as we do this, I don't want you to despair. I don't want you to grow despondent. I want you to be aware that, you know, even in the darkest of moments, God is there and God can bring you through that situation. And, and I've seen it. I, I mean, I've seen the hand of God's providence in my life so many ways, in, in so many different circumstances, uh, from houses to cars to food to bills. I mean, God had never, ever failed me. He came through. And, and he won't, he, look, he loves you just as much as he loves me, and he'll do the same for you. Uh, if you are close to the market, you watch the stocks, um, you know, they were on a wild ride today. I mean, Think of the downward slope on a roller coaster, right? You get the idea? I mean, the, the, it just plummets, especially true for the Dow. Um, it closed down more than 500 points. And as we get towards the end of the year, uh, if you've invested in the Dow, uh, you'll make quite a good return. I, honestly, I mean, if you take a look at where the market's ending up versus where we were a year ago, it really is all about perspective. You know, it's, you can't look at things short term. You got to look at the big picture. The uh, the premier Wall Street index uh, started at just a little above 30,000 points. And, and today, only two weeks before the end of the year, we're now, what, 35,000? I mean, that's a 16% gain. Not bad. I'll take that every year, right? I mean, that's 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 those are pretty good numbers. But, you know, that's only if it can maintain that level for the next two weeks. I mean, who knows where we're going to close by December 31st, right? So uh, the, the Federal Reserve announced this week that they're going to stop printing the extra money that they've been printing for what, how, however many years. I don't even know. And uh, the sobering news, if you will, is that they're going to raise interest rates. And it's not just one time. I, I, I'm seeing reports right now they're going to raise interest rates 
at least three times next year. So what will that mean for your mortgage? What will that mean for the car payments? What's that going to mean just in terms of loans in general? It seems that the uh, Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, um, his statement back in, in April, remember this, we talked about this. And that's why I hope you tune into me because I try to give you the big picture. I try to look at what is being reported now and also stay on top of what's you know being reported in the future. Back in April, we talked about what what he said. They, they, they you know the, the Fed chairman said, "Look, the inflation you're experiencing today it's transitory. It's just transitory." The Biden administration regurgitated that statement, right? It's transitory. That was the the mantra of the day. No, no problem. We can print more money. You know, build back better. We'll get you know we'll, we'll write more. We'll spend more money to get us out of debt. Uh, look, it doesn't take an, an economist to understand. It just didn't make any sense, and it didn't turn out to be true. Even though they kept saying that throughout the summer, as, as prices on basic goods like you know your groceries or your gas as they continue to rise, um, you know ordinary people didn't know what he was talking about, and the inflation numbers, man, um, the inflation numbers for for November they came out they they showed almost a seven percent increase over last year six point eight to be exact. The, the Fed finally acknowledged they finally came out and said you know what. Uh, the risk of higher inflation becoming entrenched, that's increased. <laughs> that, that's an actual quote, right? And I'm not sure, you know, what took them so long to figure that out, but, you know, at least I think we're all now on the same page. That along with the onset of, of Omicron, the, the, the variant of COVID, uh, you know, we, we're seeing the continuing hospitalization rates. It's, it's passing, believe it or not, the 800,000 death mark in our country. That, that's that's concerning. That's a lot of, of Americans. 800,000. That's a mind number, mind-numbing statistic. Um, as a result of this, as a result of Omicron and a lot of other things are being forecasted, uh, I think investors are very nervous about what the future holds. So as always, I, I, I've invited to the program uh, Peter Grandish, not only to give us the temperature of what is happening, but also maybe to give us a little hope. Um, I love Peter because he knows what it's like like me to uh, to lo- to to lose a lot. I mean, he lost a lot more than me. He lost millions, but he made him back, and then he lost him again. And uh, Peter's been a great contributor over the years of this program because he he looks at finance through the eyes of of uh, of the Bible, through the eyes of our faith. And I think that's really the proper context we need to have when it comes to uh, discussions like this. I mean, it's purely economic. You know, nobody has a crystal ball. If you want to tap into his genius, his expertise, you can go to his website. It's petergrandich.com. Peter Grandich, G-R-A-N-D-I-C-H, petergrandich.com. He's with me once again. Peter, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Always good to talk to you. You know what it's like, right? You make a lot of money and then you lose it all. Boy, it's a, it's a gut punch, isn't it? It's, it's tough. It's very, very humbling. But it, it you know, that was a sobering experience for me, that God's in control. I, I guess you also probably saw a lot of God's providence in those moments because God was teaching you a lesson that you, in turn, would be able to articulate and share with so many others. Sure. It, 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 you know, there are so many verses that we can all pick and choose and say, boy, is that so right? But when the good Lord told us you can't serve God, both God and money, it's absolutely true. Uh, I lived it myself. I've seen now almost 40 years on Wall Street people that tried to do it and what was the net result of it. And uh, and sometimes, like you and I, we have to be brought basically down to our, our knees and, uh, uh, and, and to, to recognize that. And uh, it's still very difficult. Uh, Wall Street and Madison Avenue 
many decades ago, uh, came up with marketing to suggest more money equals more happiness. I mean, that's the bottom line, no matter whose ad you're watching, that if you can make more money, and by the way, we're the people that can help you do it, you can only be more happier. And uh, in real life, it's the opposite. You'll find that uh, if that was the case, there wouldn't be so many people of wealth and movie stars and athletes that I used to deal with who make tens of millions of dollars and, you know, suffer terrible addictions and all sorts of other troubles. So, uh, yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, at this time of the year, we perhaps, like you said, Christmas being your famous, if we remember that the creator of everything that's good in the universe came to earth in such a most humble way, uh, hum- being humble, which is very difficult, if not seemingly impossible on Wall Street for many, is the key to success. Uh, and uh, when you find humble, or at least you get the H-U-M part, money then becomes <laughs> secondary. And I think that's what happened with me. It, it, it was still there, but I, but it wasn't what I lived for and what I'd hoped for. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and that's all I can tell folks, no matter what, where they're at. And to always remember the scripture about, you know, the, the different coins, whether God's given you one, three, five, or seven, we're called upon to take what we've been given and do the best we can with it. That's all we can be asked for to do. And so don't be looking at others and be concerned about, you know, what what they have and you don't. Just yes. do the best you have with what you have. Well, to whom much is given, much is expected. I often think that. But I'm the same way about it, Peter. Of course, I, I like money. I mean, I like the ability to be able to you pay the mortgage and to eat and to have a car and to fix the car if it breaks. And but I'm the same way. I mean, I could care less about money. I'd rather give it away. You know, I, I like to help others. You know, it's just there's something about that detachment. You know, if you live for money and you worship money, you're never going to find happiness or contentment. But if you realize all you have is a blessing from God, you know, and you have this disengagement from it, it doesn't matter whether you have $10 or $10,000, uh, life has a very different perspective. And I, I know you probably agree with that as well. Yeah. You know, I always tell people in my work, you know, not many people want to hear it, but uh, the manual of life, you know, the Holy Bible, if you think about it, when we think of it, we think of heaven and hell and brass, and yet the second most talked about topic, half the parables are about things related to money and possessions and things of that nature. So the good Lord knew how important a role it plays in it, but how so few of us, at least I for the first half of my career anyway, spent time learning from the good book about that. And uh, many who haven't read it or never read it think it's a book of don'ts, but it's really a book of do's. And yeah. uh, one of the things that it taught me was not only about money, but one of the evils to money. And that is, and you know I've brought this up and I've told you this is ultimately the 8,000-pound gorilla, which by now is about 8 million pounds, and that's debt. And uh, you and I, since I've known you, have talked about that. And it's ironic because nowhere in Scripture can you find positive comments about debt. There are just a series of warnings and concerns about what it can cause. So, uh, again, I'll just finish with that. If people haven't read Scripture in a long time or or recognized it, that uh, it has such financial wherewithal, uh, I would tell them to, to, to make a beeline for it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're even on our website, we have a couple of booklets that explain, you know, uh, you know, matters of finance when it's related to the Bible. Sounds great. My guest today, Peter Grandage. I have to take a short pause. We'll be right back, though. If you want to join us, I only have maybe another 10 minutes. You got a question, a comment, you just want to join the conversation. It is 888 
914-914-9149. That's the direct line into the conversation. We come back, we'll also touch on inflation. What are we going to see? How high will it go? We're to 40 years. I mean, we haven't seen numbers like this for 40 years. So we'll talk a little finance as well. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. The Drew Mariani Show is on Relevant Radio. Hey, Feliz Navidad. Interesting backstory to that song and to the artist. He's blind and um, his father told me never amount to anything. (laughs) Boy, how far from true can that be? Um, I think that's the way that story goes. I just know he got a guitar, taught himself how to play, and boy, that song's been unbelievable. Um, let's uh, go to the, my guest today, by the way, if you're just joining me, it's Peter Grandich. You can check him out at petergrandich.com. He joins me about every other week, and we just put our finger on the pulse of what's happening economically in the culture, in the market, uh, with the Fed. It's just getting you plugged into what you need to know, and also trying to shed a spiritual light on this. Peter, let's grab a couple quick calls for you. I know how quickly time's going to fly, and I do want to talk inflation with you because I want your take on it. But Rocco has been waiting to join the conversation. He's in Brooklyn. Uh, Rocco, good afternoon. Hi, thank you for taking my call, guys. So I I have a problem with the stock market in that, I I don't know, maybe you guys can help me clear this up. It always seems like there's an underlying problem with the stock market. In order for me to make money, I have to get out before it goes down, and therefore somebody else is going to lose money. Is there no other way around this? Am I right, though, first of all? I mean, like, this is the only way to really make money in the stock market. And is there a moral problem with that? Great question. Well, you know, it, it is mostly most times a net zero effect. You know, when you if you buy a stock because you think it's going to go up, the view is the person who sold it to you think it's gone as far as it has. Now there are other reasons why people buy and sell, but at the end of the day, that that's the difference. Uh, we've lost sight of what the stock market was originally. When I started almost 40 years ago, it was a place where individuals like yourself could go and become part owners of businesses. 90% of the trading uh, was done by the public, and it was done mostly for that reason. Mostly everybody that's involved in the market now is involved with it from any other reason but that. Half the money is in passive funds, which is just there to track indexes. And the remaining half, 80% of that, is being driven by various different types of computer programs from where there's programs that are just buying and selling based on news events that have keywords and other types of programs where people are simultaneously buying stocks, selling futures, et cetera, et cetera, or what I like to call a high-tech casino that it's come. So in that regard, I, I would tell you this much, Rocco, that it's far more difficult, in my opinion, for an individual to prosper in the stock market, given what it's up against, than it was when I entered the business 38 years ago. Oh, all right, Rocco, thank you. I appreciate your call. It was a great question. Greg is listening in um, Homewood, Illinois. Greg, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, Drew? Thank you for taking my call. You got it. Peter, I would like to ask you a question regarding the, uh, the Fed's uh, talking about raising interest rates three times in the coming year and what effect that could have on the, on the market. Hmm. 
Well, he, he, here's here's the big gorilla in the room in that regard. So in in 2019, our last year before we were interrupted by the pandemic, the federal the United States government had its best year in revenue. It took in almost 3.2 trillion dollars. Wow. It paid out about 440 billion dollars in interest rate uh, cost. If interest rates were just to go back to five percent. Now, let's not forget, now, some may not believe this, but I remember interest rates at 15 and 20%. So we'll just take 5%. At 5%, and we're not seeing any pay down of our debt, we're only seeing it going up, uh, we'd be at $1.5 trillion in interest payments. On the best year we ever had was 3.2. We couldn't even begin to pay a lot of things, the Army, all the workers, et cetera. Now, on the state levels, they don't have printing presses, so they can't create money out of thin air. And we know corporations have taken on an enormous amount of debt, and, of course, the public still has it. So the argument to think that interest rates can go up a lot on their own or the Fed will get there has put them in a bind because now they have something they haven't had to deal with for almost 25, 30 years, and that's inflation. So on one hand, uh, raising interest rates could help damper inflation because normally raising interest rates slows the economy and that in turn slows inflation. But if they let interest rates go too high, or even what I say, which is not too high, just back to 5%, we have an enormous problem with paying debt that's actually owed. So it's kind of painted itself in its corner. It's one of the reasons that I've expressed to Drew that a day of reckoning was coming. And whether that day of reckoning has already arrived or they can still push it out and kick the can one or more two times, the biggest payer of that debt or that day of reckoning, the younger you are, the more you're going to have to pay. Because once that hits, we're not going to recover in six months or maybe even six years. It's probably going to take a generation before we could get back to any reasonable you know, uh, lifestyle. We're going to have to really, really pay the piper. And uh, I, I don't think there's any political will right now. I don't think the Democrats and Republicans could get in a room for anything, let alone try to solve such an issue like this. So uh, there's a lot of reason to be very, very concerned. The markets has a hiccup now over that. It could get over it because there's still a lot of people that think it's only a one-way street. But one of these days, they won't be able to get over it. And that's the day of reckoning that none of us can say what day it is, but I am pretty confident we're going to see it. All right. Hey, Greg, thank you. Uh, good question. Thank you very uh, much. No, you got it. Uh, you know, Peter, I, I'm just curious. You know, we're talking about in, uh, inflation. Um, you know, the Fed chairman is supposed to be, uh, you know, the smartest guy in the room when it comes to the economy. He thought this was all transitory. They realize it's not. Um, we're looking at inflation we haven't seen in 39 years, almost four decades. Uh, if we don't get this under control, do you have fear of, of hyperinflation or even a recession at some point? What, what, do you, what do you see coming potentially? Well, he's not the smartest man in the room. Uh, the only thing that they were smart of, they were trading for themselves, but they got caught. But the bottom line is uh, they are really in a catch-22. It, it, I don't think there is an easy out. That That's the whole problem. That's why I've told you. That's why my motto is a chicken in a foxhole. That's why I told you cash for me personally is my largest single holding. And I, I don't think there's any easy way out, Drew. That, that's just what it comes down to at the end. I wish there was. Trust me, people don't beat a path to my door because I say this. 
But it, I've always come on here since day one to tell you what I feel mm-hmm. and what I feel God has taught me on how to look at things. And this is what I see yeah. is the only the only end result of all this is we're in the biggest financial bubble of all time. It may already begin to burst, and if it's not, it will. And when it does, it's not going to be something we recover from very easy. And before we run out of time, may I say yeah. something? Please, go right ahead. There are a lot of listeners. I get a lot of email from Relevant Radio listeners, and we've had not only a very good year, but we've had a lot of good years, and they write to me telling me how blessed they are. I like to say to those people who I know many are listening now, if you want to show your thanks to me, please support Relevant Radio. Don't wait to the next drive. Sometime today as a Christmas present, find a way to say thank you to Drew because being on here, according to many of you, has benefited you, and I like you to show that in return now and help Drew. And Drew, you got to do one thing for me before I go as well. Sure, what's that? You need to finally come out of the closet, admit you're not a Packer fan, and wear your Eagles jersey and take a photo so we could all see it. I'll have to do that for you, Peter. <laughs> you are too funny. Peter, thank you. Thanks for being on with me. I, I appreciate those kinds wor- kind words for Relevant as well. And um, we're grateful for your contribution. Peter doesn't get paid to do this. And we're just so grateful for his support of Relevant Radio as well. So well, check him praise out. Praise be to God. Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas, Peter. It's petergrandich.com. Petergrandich.com. You know, sign up for his email and get plugged into him. And Peter, I, I wish you a very blessed Christmas and a happy new year if we don't talk.